You're listening to the Morning Punch and Show with RBNJ live and direct for more cities and an Instagram model's bio. Get ready for some boxing talk on the clock. Let's face it, you're not working and somebody's got to pay for the Wi Fi. Morning, everyone. It is RBNJ. This is the Morning Punch and Show, the most unpredictable, honest, authentic morning talk show in the game. Today is Saturday, November 6th. It is Pacquiao Vargas Fight Day. You buying the pay-per-view tonight? Who are you picking to win? We want to hear from you. The lines are going to be open for the next hour, 718-508-9852. Press 1 to speak with me and Jay. Um, call that number if you want to try to play some know-it or blow-it boxing trivia and win some free gear from RavenBabe.com. Our special guest today on the hotline blend will be Bo McIntyre, the trainer of Terrence Crawford. Um, and so let me properly introduce my partner in crime, the creator and founder of BadCulture.net, Jay. What's up, Miss Inglewood? Inglewood. Well, it's another week coming to an end in boxing and a whole nother week before we get to the end of the year. Pack Vargas fight weekend. But what I'm really curious to see in the aftermath of this Pacquiao Vargas super fight is what happens. If Pacquiao wins, how many more yeah. fights we really getting from Pacquiao? If Vargas wins, who's he going to fight? He got to wait for Crawford to move up to 147, but I guess that's something we'll talk to our guest today about. So what happened? Yeah. What, what is all this for? Yeah, you know, definitely glad that Bomac uh, is calling in today because we can ask him those things. I've read that, you know, maybe Manny would go down – to like 140, 142, um, but if it's for the belt, I think he'd have to do 140. So yeah, let's uh, let's see what's going on. I'm sure that Beaumont has a lot of juice for us too behind the scenes. He's been in Vegas oh, yeah. all week, um, so maybe he could tell us a little more stuff. So let's just start uh, before Beaumont calls in. Let's let's talk about this big Pacquiao Vargas card tonight. Um, let's do it. There wasn't a lot of momentum, Jay, building up to it. So you know tonight. You got Manny Pacquiao, who is the only eighth division world champion. He's the reigning fighter of the decade, right? He's going to fight the WBO welterweight, Jesse Vargas. Mano a mano, toe to toe, that whole thing at the Thompson Mac Center. They're saying that the tickets have actually moved pretty well. Yeah, they would if Manny bought them all. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, well, tell me about that, Jay. I read somewhere, uh, TMZ originally broke the story, and I think we wrote something about it on BSO, but apparently Manny Pacquiao spent a million dollars of his own money to purchase tickets for the fight. Because, Well, I mean, it wasn't a secret that he was going to be buying some tickets. At the press conference in L.A., he said he was going to buy a huge number of tickets so a number of his fans could come out at an affordable price. So he was going to buy all these $50 tickets at the Thomas and Max Center, which is a pretty huge arena. But I didn't know he was going to spend a whole million dollars. What kind of oh. MC Hammer tactic is this? I love the people too, but God damn, some of y'all got to buy tickets. Somebody got to buy you them. Know, you know, Pacquiao always goes under a lot of questioning regarding his charitable work. He's probably given away at least 50% of his boxing winnings to charitable causes in the Philippines. I mean, he gives away money. He throws it away. I think that they said that Pacquiao has earned like $500 million in boxing and Mm -hmm. feeding the poor and giving back to the needy in the Philippines. I think he's given over $200 million funds to the Philippines. That's like half of his boxing earnings. Yeah, that's a lot of money. Heck yeah. God bless him though. I mean, 
it's it's very beautiful when people can donate and really do things from their heart. But man, he's still pretty young. I hope somebody is looking out for him like they're look like he's looking out for them. We know Manny is not always the greatest with his taxation. Maybe this is some type of, I don't know about Filipino taxation. They're a whole different country. Maybe, I don't know. I just hope somebody got his back while he's giving away the farm. Real talk. So, look, the event tonight is going to be produced and distributed by Top Rank Pay-Per-View, and it begins at 9 p.m. Eastern time. There's three additional world championship fights on the card. We're going to get to see Nonito Donaire versus Jesse Magdaleno. We've got Mexican Olympian. Oscar Valdez making his first title defense against Osoa from Japan. And mm-hmm. uh, then they got Joe Shimming in there versus um, a guy's name that looks like Pakistan, but I can't pronounce it. So here's the cool thing about this card before we get into fight predictions and stuff is that Aaron put together this card and it's like the United Nations. I mean, look how many different countries are on this card. You got the Philippines, the United States, Japan, Mexico, China, Brazil on the undercard. You got a Russian, a Panamanian. I mean, this card is like proving that boxing is a real global sport. Uncle Bob is making sure we get some pay-per-view buys from somewhere. (laughs) He got to pick somebody from every continent. So to make sure these fights get bought tonight. Okay. Let's see the U S okay. Get the kid from Antarctica, put him on the car too. (laughs) Somebody, somebody buying this pay-per-view tonight. Bob is making sure of it. Yes. Let's go to Denmark. Yeah, for sure. So it's like the United Nations card. Um, you know, does anybody like the big underdog in Jesse Vargas tonight? You know, do you think he's too young, too fresh? Is he hungrier than Manny? Is he going to hustle him? We want to hear from you. Um, so question. make sure to call us, press 1-718-508-9852. Jay, pay-per-view buys. I'm going to throw it out there and say maybe around 300,000 buys, just because Manny still is a name in the Philippines. What do you think? I am going to err on the side of, because it's Manny, because he bought so many tickets, and maybe all those people are going to say, hey, watch the fight tonight. You might see me in the crowd. I'm going to go with 425. I think that it's going to do better than people mm. thought. think. Just because we've got everybody from every continent fighting on the card. So I think that it's going to do better than people anticipate. Very, very smart marketing. I mean, hell, Mexico, mm-hmm. stand up, Denmark and Panama and Antarctica and Papua New Guinea and uh, Uzbekistan, stand up. You're all represented tonight. Uh, so Jesse Vargas, look, he's only 27 years old. He's 10 years younger than Pacquiao. He's about four inches taller than Manny. He's undefeated. I think he's got a puncher's chance. I'm not writing him off. Yes, he is a big underdog, but he seems to surprise us. Like, his fights right. are ugly, but he finds a way to win, doesn't he? Except with Tim Bradley. But he almost found a way to win with Tim Bradley. I agree with you. Jesse Vargas, I would say the only flaw, I mean, it is Manny Pacquiao. It's an older Manny Pacquiao, but he's still Manny Pacquiao. And he's more mm-hmm. than likely going to box Vargas's ears off. But Vargas does have that puncher's chance. And, it, and it's not just us saying that to be kind. He really, really does. You never know what he's going to do. Look what he did to Bradley at the end. Look what he did to uh, the kid, uh, Saddam Ali, at the mm-hmm. end. He always has a chance. There's always a chance. Yeah, a and you chance, know. But a chance. Yeah. 
Monty looked really good in April, Jay, with that yeah, third yeah. Tim Bradley fight. And not a lot of people, number one, can beat Tim Bradley and make it look that good. And for me, when we were there in April, I was like, wow, Manny still has it. Like, I mean, I'm not saying he's got it how he used to have it, but, you know, he was able to really convincingly beat Tim Bradley. Yes, he did. A, he looked really sharp. He looked yeah. sharp. God bless that holy water on that shoulder. Hallelujah. <laughs> Freddie Roach laid down a bet at the casino on Manny to win by knockout. Is anybody shocked? He always <laughs> says his guys are going to win by knockout. Does, does Freddie even have anything left to bet? I thought he lost everything when he bet uh, on Kodo. Kodo. He <laughs> does he the still house. have houses? He was supposed to get them houses up. Yeah. So here's the cool thing that's been happening in Vegas every single night at 6 o'clock in a room in the, in the Wynn Las Vegas Resort. Um, Manny Pacquiao has this room where he conducts Bible study for about 30 people or so. So that's actually pretty cool. I heard about that this week. Every night, 6 o'clock, they have a private room, and about 30, 40 people go, and they have Bible study. And Manny steps to the podium, and he conducts the entire Bible study. Okay? Get out. Get out. All right, Pastor Pastor Pacquiao. Pastor Pacquiao. I want to first, I want the people to stand up and praise God before we get started with this fight tonight. May the Holy Father anoint my hand so I win this fight so I can make sure I get this purse so I can pay for all these tickets that I've got these people. May God bless you and keep you. Amen. And bless Jesse Vargas, too. Yeah, that's funny. Um I'm go. Talking about Tim Bradley. Talking about Tim Bradley. He is going to be on the broadcast telecast team for the fight tonight. He mm-hmm. thinks Pacquiao's going to win, but he did say that Vargas has that one secret weapon, the one that he used against him that nearly knocked him out in the 12th round back in June of last year. And he says he's got that overhand right that is so dangerous. And, he, and if he mm-hmm. lands it, he has a chance. You know what would be really dope? If Vargas wins tonight, I say Vargas jumps out the ring and he goes, jumps on top of the announcer's table, WWE style, and he calls Bradley out. <laughs> Remember, we saw them turn I, We saw them turn up in Vegas. Vargas pulled up on Bradley during one of those yeah. fight weekends when they had that fight at the Cosmo, and he pulled up on him when he had his little tight white pants on. I say if he wins, he jumps out the ring right on to the announcer. You kick a gym out the way, and you say, I want you. And, and they set up the fight, and it's on. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, look, I – the undercard isn't too shabby. I mean, I'm not a real big fan of zoo shimming or whatever, you know, I get it, but I'm looking forward to see Oscar Valdez making his title defense. Oh, yeah. I don't know much about the guy from Japan, but we do know those guys from Japan, they could brawl. So That's hopefully right. that'll be a fun fight for us. But, you know, the, the fight we want to talk about that I think is the most intriguing is the Donaire Magdaleno fight. Jay, what do you Agreed. think about that fight? That's a great fight. It's a real do-or-die situation for both of them. I'd like to see Donaire get the win. Uh, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna predict him as the winner. I hope he is the winner. But that, that has the potential to be a really, really good action-filled mm-hmm. fight. I don't see a whole lot of standing around in that fight. There's gonna be a lot of leather flying during for as long as it lasts. Yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm gonna go with Donaire on this one. Um, 
if Frank Espinosa is listening, I'm sorry, Frank. But, no, I'm going to go with Bonero on this one. I think he does have a little more than the left hook. But, yeah, he is getting up there in age. He's been in some tough fights. I think his last fight was pretty tough or his fight before that. But Jesse Magdaleno, he's always had weight issues. He's always been kind of inactive, a little weird. He just changed trainers. I feel like he just got too much going on. This is a whole other level. It's a bigger stage. It's probably the biggest stage he's ever been on. And I think Donaire, this is just like another walk in the park. Um, so we have, I think, in the, the 402 in the queue, that should be Mr. Bo Mac McIntyre. Jay, let, let's go to Hotline Bling. 402-871, you live with RB and J. Who is this calling from Omaha? This is Lamont, Lamont Gill. <laughs> really, Lamont Gill? You sound oddly like someone else from Omaha that we know. You probably talking about my brother. What's your brother's name? Bo Mac. Oh, okay. <laughs> hey, he told me to call for you because he was in there taking a shit or trying to take oh, a shower or something because he going to about to go to weigh-ins or some stuff. I don't know. But he, he'll be out in a minute. But y'all can go ahead and talk to me, though. I'm just okay. like this right here. Okay, you're, and your name is Lamont. Lamont Gill. Lamont All right, Lamont. Gill. Okay. He uses that name sometimes when uh, he gets pulled over by the cops. This is Lamont. <laughs> Lamont, stop playing. Stop playing with us. What's up, y'all? I got, I got guess who I got with me. I never guess who I got sitting right next to me. Bud, let's talk to him. Red Spikes, Red ah. Girl 402. <laughs> <laughs> Red Girl 402. So you going to get two answers. So you ask me a question, I'm answering, okay. then he'll ask her. All right? Well, okay, All right. well, we had Red on, on Monday, so um, we, we did speak to him. But, look, we want to talk to you about a couple different things, Bo Mac. You're out there in Vegas. You've been out there. Want to kind of know what's the feeling out there? What's the atmosphere? A lot of people out there. You know, is there a lot of hype behind this Pacquiao Vargas fight? Do you feel it? No, I really don't feel it because I really oh. am not trying. I'm not trying to be into it because, uh, you know, I had a fighter fight last night on that on that card mm-hmm. last night. So my focus is him, and then, you know, still training Terrence at the same time for his date coming up. So as far as as far as like the as far as like the vibe, the vibe might be there. You know, we staying at the Treasure Island, but you know everybody else is staying over at the Wynn Hotel, so it might be good over there. But you know, I don't spend a lot of time over there. Let, let's go back to last night. Uh, Jay had me laugh, and she put a picture up last night of your fighter Steve Nelson knocking out his opponent, and the dude looked like an angel, Pain. you know, in the ring. What? What? Tell us a little bit about your fighter Steve Nelson, who you bringing up through Omaha. Oh, Steve, man, Steve is man, Steve is, is awesome, man. A lot of people don't know that Steve was an Olympic officer in 2012 behind, what was his name? Mark, Marcus Browning. You know, they, they they went, they fought three times, and, and uh, I think it was a one-two. First it was a one-one, and then uh, Browning beat him to be on the team, so Steve ended up being an officer. But uh, Steve has been all over the world, man, fighting, man, uh you know, he was in that WCAP program out of Colorado Springs, and uh, he was on that. What's that? What's that series called? That boxing series? The Contender. Uh, World Series of boxing. Yeah, no, mm-hmm. the World Series of boxing, mm-hmm. where you know, you're like an amateur, you're an amateur, you're fighting pro and all that. But he, yeah. he did really good in that. I think he ended up being like, like 
eight and two or something in that in that uh, series of boxing. So, so he he's very familiar with any style that comes t- towards him. Okay, well that's what's up. Congratulations on the win. Um, has it formally been announced yet that Crawford and Molina's going down on December tenth? I mean, I've seen articles, but you guys been out there all week, and has there been a formal announcement? The formal announcement don't come to Thursday. This Thursday coming up in Omaha. So that's oh, when there's going to be a press conference. Yeah, they're going to announce a fight there. So it's going to be like it's going to be like a month out from the fight. So you know, oh. and when we got. You know, you know the fight materialized you know, kind of late. Usually, it materialized two and a half months. And but uh, being that we always stay in the gym, we took took a opportunity of the a date, and so we was mm-hmm. like, 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 so let, let's talk a little bit about this Molina fight um, in Omaha. So the this Russian guy, and he was offered the fight, and that's obviously who you guys were going after. You guys were the belt. Why didn't that fight? Um, Come to fruition. Well, I don't know why the fight didn't come. Even though, even after he said that he'll fight Terrence and he'll be ready for December, but when you know when he was offered the fight, he said no. So I don't, I don't, I he, really don't. You think he wasn't ready for that work, or you think it was money? Uh, I don't think he was ready for the work. I don't think he was. I think he was still that belt for a little while. Yeah, All right. Well, I'm, let's I'm, talk about. Not, well, let's. I'm, okay. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, no, you go, Bill. You go. If I'm not mistaken, if I'm not mistaken, I think Roy Jones is his promoter. That's what I heard. Mm. So, so Roy knows knows you know what he's getting into when he's you know fucking with the <laughs> Right. If I'm let's, not mistaken, talk, I could be wrong. So don't quote we'll, me. We'll we'll have to find out. Let's talk about the guy who did raise his hand, who rose to the occasion, John Molina, who beat Ruslan earlier this year. And you know, Ruslan was. Oh, he's a killer. He's a monster. Everybody wanted Terrence Crawford to fight Ruslan. So John Molina went, beat Ruslan convincingly. He's ranked in the top three by three organizations. However, the fans still aren't happy. Why aren't they happy with Crawford Molina, Bomag? Fans want to see Terrence fight, fight, fuck, you know, hard fight all the goddamn time and shit. I'm not saying Molina's not going to be a hard fight, but. You know, you know, you know how fans are. I, I would probably be the same way. Well, why don't he fight this guy? Why don't he fight that guy? Why you gotta go fight this guy? That guy ain't nothing. He's been beat six times, so you know, it, they ain't gonna mean nothing if you beat him. So you know, you know how fans are. Yeah. How, how do you look at John Molina? If you had to describe him, like pick, you know, like three words out the sky, how would you describe John Molina? Tough ass fuck. Tough as fuck. I like it. <laughs> I like it too, huh? Yeah, I mean, John Molina, John Molina, hey, John Molina really, you know, tough, while people man. are talking, he comes out of nowhere. Just when you think he's down and out, he digs deep and he finds something to to pull out to, to keep him in the fight. So, yeah, Terrence yeah. is obviously the odds on favorite, but it, he can't take it lightly either. Right. Look, just look, look at all the the boxers that he faced. You know, Mickey Bay. Who else did he fight? Right, Lundy. Yeah, he beat. He knocked Lundy out. He knocked Mickey Bay out. See, this mm-hmm. motherfucker is. You know, say he just keeps coming, keep coming, and and uh, he'll take four or five just to get one in. So 
He fought Broner, let, Matisse. Let me just drop a little gem in here. You mentioned Hank Lundy. I read an article like last week, saying, and he said John Molina was the hardest puncher he's ever faced. Like He's actually given him props, and I think given Bud props for fighting him because he said he'd never been hit as hard as what John Molina hit him. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah, I, re- I was there when he said that. Mm. Or he could be just shade, so he could talk shit to y'all. But you never know with Hank Wendy. Yeah, well, you know, we we was uh we was at uh we was at at that steakhouse at that mm-hmm. uh, uh we was having cheesesteak, and he had said that in that interview when I was out in Philly about two weeks ago. Hmm. Well, Bomac, we know that you are a very, very informed boxing observer. We've got Pacquiao, we've got Vargas tonight. How is this fight going to look since you are in Vegas? You're not there for that. You were there for your fighter and whatever obligations that Bud had. But what do you think about this matchup tonight? What's it looking like? I think the fight's going to be one-sided. I really think that fight's going to be one-sided with Pacquiao just dominating the fight. If he when he gets set in that rhythm and he starts hitting Vargas uh, with those different angles and combinations, I mean, it's something that Vargas ain't never seen before. I don't take nothing away from Vargas. I'm happy that he got the fight, but I mean, Pacquiao's a whole other different level than what he ever seen before. You happy Vargas got the fight? Yeah, and not y'all. Stop it. Yeah. Oh, shit. So you need to play that that John Slide of Sun. Wait a minute, Bomac, you happy that Hold you got the fight tonight? You happy? Huh? Why the fuck you lying? Yeah. Why you always lying? Mm, oh my god! Stop talking, lying. He happy. <laughs> You know what? I was about to say, you know what? To be honest, I don't give a fuck about the fight. But you beat me to the fuck. Thank you. You can keep it 100 with us, Bo Mac. You don't have hey, to be put. We not ESPN. Hey, listen, hey. listen. We, 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 sell, me and Red selling our tickets. Wow. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we got like 50, hey, we got $1,500 tickets. I'm selling them motherfuckers for like 400 <laughs> no, no, I'm just joking. Oh, Tom already ain't just. I'm just joking. You joking? Why the fuck you lying? Why you always lying? Oh my god! Stop talking, lying. You sold him, John. You sold him. You you sold him. This is this 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 is what we gonna do. Move me and Red already got a TikTok. We're going to mm-hmm. go to the fights real early, like about three thirty, four o'clock. And mm-hmm. so really there's nobody going to be in, in the stand, so we're going to sit up front where they give you free free hors d'oeuvres and all that. <laughs> 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 Bo Drunk and I'll be staggered around up in the stands. 
I hate this dude so much. Who I really hate this dude. I'm going to say, Yo. what fight? <laughs> Who's fighting tonight? <laughs> All right. I'm going to be while you guys have been in Vegas, have you guys been training, like going to the gym and stuff with Bud? Yeah, yeah, we've been working out twice a day. Matter of fact, we just got done running. I was, uh, they was running while I was uh, while I was trying to eat breakfast, and I really got interrupted mm. while I was eating breakfast. But that's our first workout, and we got another workout at two o'clock, and then we'll go to the fights after that. Mm. So well, right. You're going to turn up at the fight. We don't know how much of the fight is going to actually be seen. Right. I'm going to take pictures, though. Oh, okay. Make sure you send us some. Hey, Bob Arum has said, like, two or three times that, you know, he wants Pacquiao and Crawford to fight. And so he again said it, you know, like last week, that if Pacquiao wins this fight, that his goal still is to make Crawford Pacquiao. Would that be at 140, or would you guys move up to 147 to fight Pacquiao? How would that work out? How does that shake out? 140, because we're not moving up until we get the rest of those titles uh, that's out there. So Pacquiao wants to fight the biggest ass down at 140. He waited yesterday at 144. And then oh, then he's good. Yeah. Then he's good. He's good. Yeah, so we'll see <laughs> well, he can make it. Yeah, he can make it. If it happens, don't don't go well. Mm-hmm. So, all right. So, hopefully, we'll um, see you in Omaha. You're picking. Uh, I'm going to go with Pacquiao. I know you're coming out to Omaha. Well, my plan is to be out there as long as mm-hmm. I'm not in North Carolina working on stuff. But, listen, let's talk about Donaire Magdaleno because that's the fight that I think is the most intriguing on the card. Would you agree? Maybe that's like the most intriguing fight on this card. Yeah, I would. Man. That's going to be a great-ass fight, man. I'm, Who I'm you got there? See, I'm excited to see, uh, what's the name? Jesse. I'm mm-hmm. excited to see him in his first world title fight. And then, uh, that's like, what I say, I can't just, that's like the old head, out with the old, in with the new. But is mm. is Donaire ready to go out? That's like with Pacquiao and Vargas. I would go in with the new. But are those right. guys ready to go out? You know what I'm saying? Mm. How, much, how much fight do they still got left in them? Mm-hmm. That's going to be a good fight, man. All right. Listen, before we let you go, Bo, we have a game that we play on this show. It's called Know It or Blow It. Have you heard of it? Yeah, I heard of it. Okay. So we want to play some Know It or Blow It with you, and then maybe we could get Red on the phone and play a, a Know It or Blow It with him so we can send you all some free stuff. Are you ready to play? Well, what free stuff you will send us first? Uh, we have some shirts. We got some wristbands. Um, we got gift cards to, to Kentucky Fried Chicken. Yeah. And we got some passes to the strip club. Yeah, okay. So do I get to do we get to pick what we want or yeah, just gonna randomly send us stuff? Okay. <laughs> you gonna you gonna get what we you send what you. The, we gonna we put some feather bones on ice. We put <laughs> feather bones on ice. We gonna send that. Yeah, my child send some boots, some bush ass wristbands and shit with with uh uh wow. with RB you know, you know what I'm saying? We were, hey, we See how they do you R B 
See we how they do you everything? Passes and we want the Kentucky Fried Chicken so we can eat afterwards. Yes, sir. Uh, all right, here we, we go. We're going to give you, let's see how good your boxing knowledge is. We're going to give you 10 seconds on the clock. And what I need you to do for me is name me two memorable knockouts that happened this year. Two of the most memorable knockouts. Ten seconds. Go. Steven Nelson last night and Terrence Crawford Monday. Oh, hold on. You can't do that. Hey, you told me memorable knockouts. Oh, you can't. Yes. Hey, you got what you said, right? Thank you, thank you, thank you, Jay. Gonna... Jay, I, I know you were, I know you were on the board. <laughs> you already know. You already know. All right. You know what? Somebody just asked me a really good question on Twitter. They're listening. Thank you, Jay. They they listen into the show. What is, what are the chances that Crawford and Mikey Garcia could fight? Mm. Is that a, is that a, is that part of the the game? No, no, that's no. This is somebody from Twitter listening to the show. They said, "What about Crawford or Broner or Crawford Mikey Garcia? What does Bomac think about that? And who would who would get the fight first? If Broner grabs the title at 140, we'll go after Broner. When we mm-hmm. when we accomplish the rest of two of those titles, then we'll move up to 147. If that if Garcia got has a title, then we're gonna go after that title. So both of those fights potentially can happen, but in the in the future, but we we are seeking titles. We're not just seeking just fights. Yeah, so why is it okay when Golovkin says that? Like, you know, GGG's like, I'm staying at 160. I'm not moving up 168. I want all the belts. And everybody's like, yeah, he wants all the belts. That's old school. But when Terrence and you guys are saying, well, we want all the belts too at 140, and everybody's screaming that you guys got nobody fight, y'all need to move up. Why is it okay for Golovkin to want all the belts but not y'all? Well, that's double the double standards when it comes to the boxing and boxing fans. So let's ask Red that question. Say, let's ask Red. Let's let's ask Red that question about Golovkin about double standards. I'm sure oh. Red's got some opinions about that. Hello, what's up, y'all? Yeah. Ask him the same question, RB. I, 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 we were talking about the double standards a bit in boxing, uh, where Bomack was saying, you guys want all the belts at 140. If Broner grabs the belt at 140, y'all going after Broner. And I was saying, well, you know, that's how Golovkin is, too. He don't want to move up to 168. He wants all the belts. But with Bud, it's a little different. People say, oh, there's, you know, nobody to fight. He should move up. So why is it okay for Golovkin to stay at 160? Because he wants all the belts, but not Bud. Well, I mean... It's just like Bomash here. It's a double stare. There's a little bit of the, the racism, you know what I mean, in boxing, the biasness in boxing. You know what I'm saying? They, they you know, they want to see uh, Bud get that, get beat. You know I mean, they want, they, they, it's just like how they used to do with Mayweather. I hate to keep bringing him up, but, mm-hmm. you know, and, and of course, that's a whole kind of different situation. There's some people that he missed that he probably should have fought. 
you know, we don't we don't turn down anything. You know, he makes well for you easily, so it's not a struggle. So, and he wants to define his legacy at well forty and then move up. So, mm-hmm. I mean, what's wrong with that? I'm okay with I'm I'm okay with Triple G staying at one sixty and you want to you know be the lineal title and do whatever. I'm all right with that. I mean, that, that's that's fine with me. I don't I don't see nothing wrong with it. But you know, you you can't have it both ways. You know, I mean, you can't you know. I don't know how else to explain it. Yeah, well, no, that was pretty good. Um, so while we got you on the line, we're going to play a Know It or Blow It because uh, Bomax a cheater. So on this <laughs> Know It or Blow It game, um, whatever question I ask you, can't, you can't say anybody in your own stable. You can't say Steve Nelson. You can't say Bud. you got to go outside of your stable. So I'm, we're going to give you huh? – uh, Bomax said, do we still get his prize? Maybe his, his doll, he's going to get dollar fries from the McDonald's. McDonald's you'll get you'll get a dollar <laughs> fry, some McDonald's bucks. <laughs> All right, here we go. Ten seconds on the clock. Okay. I need you to name me three boxing prospects. Three boxing prospects this year. Prospects. Who? You said three boxing prospects. Prospects. I don't even, I can't even name him. <laughs> for real. I mean, that, that's, that's a low, that's a, that's too broad of a question. Actually, actually, you know what? It's really not, but I think that there's not many. And I think that's what makes the question hard because somebody asked me this question the other day and I was kind of stuck too. And you know, Red, we watch boxing all the time. Okay. Yeah. And I was just like, Ooh. Who are some boxing prospects? I would love to try to get um, Bowman to answer that before we kick some names it, around. It, 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 it's like Verdejo still considered a prospect? No. no. I mean, is he, he is was he a prospect last year. See, well, I don't, well, I don't, I don't win my bracelet because I, I can't. That, that's a trick. Here you go, Bowman, y'all. Hey, man. Okay. I love y'all. Here you go. All right. Love you, too. Bowman. He don't win his bracelet. They don't even say it. They are. We didn't say shit. Listen, listen. You got, so far, you got some McDonald's bucks. Here's right. um, the second question you just, that both. You just say, you just say McDonald's. You say Kentucky Fried Chicken. Okay, yes. Chicken. You're right. Kentucky Fried Chicken. You're right. Listen, I'm going to ask you the same question I asked Fred. Thanks, Jay. You're welcome. Thanks, Jay. <laughs> no problem. Jay no got problem. all the sound effects popping over there. Um, <laughs> here we go, Bomac. Let's see if you could answer the same question in 10 seconds. We need you to name us three prospects in boxing. Three prospects this year. Go. Keandre Gibson. Terry uh, uh, Lance. And Phil Jackson. You just made up names now. Right. He lost. No, look, look, no, look, no, look at him. Look. Look, look at him. Y'all know who Keandre Gibson is, don't y'all? Yes. And y'all know who Tyrone James is, don't y'all? No. Oh. Y'all know Ty- Tyrone Pretty Boy James? Lori and Caraway. Lori and Caraway. Stephen Nelson. 
Um, now, now, okay, so listen, here are the names I, that me and Jay came up with a week or so ago, because we were kind of stuck on this, too. We came up with Lamont Roach, Demetrius Ballard, Darmani Ross, Nico Valdez, Julian Rodgers, Damon Allen, and Erickson Lubin. There were the prospects that I could think guys of. Are like from Philly and shit. Of course, I don't come no, they're not. Man. No, they're not. He's cold? Lubin is not a prospect. Lubin, Lubin is not a prospect. A, how about Robert He's a contender. Robert Easter a prospect? Robert Easter? Robert Easter is a champion. Wow. Okay, we're going to have to let you all go since y'all want to be on the street. Jay. Jay. Sir. Jay. Yeah. We'll use the bathroom, okay? Too late. I'm already in here. I'm already in here. Why the fuck you lying? Why you always lying? Mm, oh my god. Stop fucking lying. Hey, you know what? Right. You need that sound effect with like a toilet flushing. Oh, that's that's coming oh. up next. That's coming up next. No. Morning hey, punch in show two point Yes. One time we had Keith Thurman on the show and he flushed the toilet while doing the interview. We were dying. He sure did. Like he sure yeah. did. Right, I didn't guys, hear no listen. water running in the sink either. Have fun. Have fun. Hey, listen. Yeah, he didn't even wash his hands. Listen. Yeah. When do I expect my gift certificate in the mail? Uh, we're going to be out there for Kovalev Ward. Are you going to be out there? No. You're not? You lying. No. Jay, no, you lying. Be, we're going to be in camp. We're going to be in camp. Who the fuck want to come out here for that fight? Why the fuck you lying? Y'all know that y'all like that fight. That's a good fight. Right. But you you say that now, and oh. I won't be surprised if Omaha pops up on on our pops up on us during that weekend. On the tour, so. yeah. Hey, listen, I bet you one of that. I, I bet y'all somebody 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 said to, to me this morning said they got twenty five thousand dollars. I'll bet you twenty five thousand dollars. I do not come to that fight. I ain't got no damn $25,000 for you. I bet you 25 cents. Why the fuck you lying? Yeah, <laughs> All right, guys. Listen, thanks for calling in. We're going to catch up with y'all soon. Hey, thanks for calling us. I mean, thanks for having me call in. I love talking to y'all. All right. We love y'all, too. All right. We'll talk soon. Take hey, care. Uh, Have fun tonight. Listen, Don't get listen. too drunk. I'm a, uh, Jay, I'm a text, yes, sir. I'm going to text you my address so you can send me my gift certificate. I got you. It's going to have a big booty hoe right on the front of the ticket. We got you. He's dirty. He's fucking dirty. (laughs) All right, guys. RV, let's take a little commercial break, and we'll come right back. When the mind is ready, the body prepares for war. So next time you engage in battle, protect your hands with the best. War Tape, the original branded tape. Order yours now at wartapebrand.com. And see why the enemy will fear you. WarTapeBrand.com. We put hands on you. Are you looking for a website that has all the latest and upcoming boxing events plus unique and stylish boxing shirts and hoodies for men and women? Go check out RagingBabe.com. It's your one-stop shop for the most current boxing info and fresh boxing apparel for him and her. Shop online today at RagingBabe.com. Use the promo code RB20 at checkout for 20% off your entire purchase today. That's code RB20 for 20% off your entire purchase today. Only at RagingBabe.com. So join the movement and see why attitude and loyalty become passion and determination only at RagingBabe.com. 
And we're back. All right. And we're back. So, Jay, a couple of days ago uh, on FightHype.com, they put out, he put out this article that Floyd Mayweather obviously approved and gave him some quotes for. And he was talking about his fighters who are very unappreciative and very ungrateful. He talked about the young kid Vargas that he has, Mickey Bay, and Javonta Davis. We had Javonta Davis um, on our show on Monday. And, you know, before we get into all this, um, we have somebody that wants to talk. Is that right, Jay? Did somebody press one? Yeah, we got somebody from the 224 who has pressed one to talk to us. All right, let's Let's see who that is. 224, you are on with the Morning Punch and Show with RBNJ. Who are we speaking to? Oh, this is your boy Mello. How you like, ladies doing? Rocking with the Razor Bays. Oh, hey, yeah. it was good. I actually want to touch on the subject that you was getting to. So if you want to write and go through and let the fans hear, and then you can chime me back in and I'll chime in because I want to talk about the whole Mayweather thing with the fighters being ungrateful. And stuff oh, like okay. That. All right, so go ahead. You can elaborate. Yeah, yeah. So we were just about to say how he kind of aired them out. He talked about how much he has done for these kids, taking them out of the hood, buying them cars, doing this, doing this, taking them on trips and everything else. And and the guys, you know, they started turning down fights. They started using the money in the wrong way. And he aired them out, you know. And so how do they turn back from that? So you, what what do you, you think about the article? I think I, – I think – from both perspectives, Floyd talking from a, a promoter's perspective, you know, and he mm-hmm. talked about, I saw a video where he talked about how when he was with top ranking Bob Arum, and he was offering him 4000 to fight, and he was like, I'll take it, I'll take it. But it's kind of contradictory to where his uh, career ended up because he became mm-hmm. a prize fighter and a, and a money fighter. So if you think about a lot of these guys coming up in this generation, they do want to be like him. They do want the big fights. But at the same time, I feel like that they don't they don't want to take those those lesser money fights to get to that mm-hmm. point. So it's like you built it's like you built this role model. You you kind of built this way of being a prize fighter, and these guys see all that money, and then he go back and say, well, they they got to put the time in the gym and they, they got to do the things I've done. And I think, you know, from a fighter's point of view, if I'm on TMT team, you know, I'm, I'm with Mayweather. I'm pretty sure he can give me the best fights available. And I just think those those guys, you know, probably want a little bit more money, and he probably like, no, nah, y'all got to earn it this way and that way. Because I, I saw something about Mickey Bay want to swim or something. Mm-hmm. I know he's one of his first, he's one of his first, so it's, it's got to be something either with, with selection of fights or the, or how much money they're getting paid to fight particular guys, you know. I was a rumor yeah. about Davis fighting um, Jason Sosa before for a title, but he didn't want to move. His situation seemed a little bit more personal about him leaving his family back on the mm-hmm. East Coast and leaving his mom and dad and his family behind and the people who he started with. Because I think Floyd, I'm assuming, I heard that Floyd wanted him to move to Vegas and stuff like that. Right. So I, I wish Javante Davis would call in. Um, we had him on the show on Monday, and he didn't really speak negative about Floyd at all. But I did say to him, why didn't the Jason Sosa fight happen? Now, we were told on the promotional side, Jason Sosa's people, that Tank was asking for too much money. Now, when we had Tank on the show, he's like, I was never even given a number. Like, I didn't see no numbers. I didn't. Ask, I don't even know why that fight didn't happen. So I think that there are bigger issues there. Um, as He don't even know why the fight didn't happen. So here's the thing is that I try to look at everything from both sides. Floyd, I feel, has also enabled these guys. So if you're right. signing these young guys and you think they have potential, but you're only showing them your life now, you're taking them to Dubai, you're flying them on private jets, 
You're buying right. them cars. You're making them right. comfortable. You're putting them up in houses. You're putting thousands of dollars of furniture in there. Well, Floyd, you didn't come up like that. Mm-hmm. He, didn't, did not, he had to rumble his ass off. He wasn't making crazy money early on. Why isn't he teaching them that? Where it's like, yo, you got to focus. You got to train. You got to stay hungry. Like, yo, if you got to take a bus to the gym, that's what you got to do because that's what everybody else is doing. But instead, you know, I feel like he almost enables them as well. He's only showing them the luxury life. And then they become stupid. Then they start turning down fights. Mickey Bay turned down a big fight for 200 grand last year and then ended up getting beat by Bartholomew for 25 grand. Like, they're making idiot moves. But who is mentoring them? Uh, absolutely right. Like, just look at Bottle Jack. Bottle Jack is probably the, the only one at that level. Yes, you know? and let me and let me stick up for Badu Jack a little bit. After that, okay. after he got knocked out and he ended up face down, ass up on the canvas, yeah. he completely yeah. disassociated himself with all mm-hmm. of that. That lifestyle, right. hanging out at the gym. He went and started training outside of that gym with Eddie Mustafa. <laughs> He knew that he had to get out of that. You know, the women, the gambling, the drinking, the party, and the flying on private jets and all. Hey, that boxer, boxing is tough. You can't live a rock, a rock star lifestyle and be a fighter. It just don't work that way for everybody. So Badu has, ro- has risen to the occasion. He woke up. He removed himself from that. And now look at him. He's on top of the world doing his thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he is. So I thought about Jack. What did you ladies think that the the next positive or say the best pros the TMT stable would be? Outside of Tank Davis, I'm gonna Tank Davis. Anybody else that's you know It's kind of slow pickings over there. Yeah. Look, Chris Pearson Chris Pearson fell off. At one time I was a little high on Chris Pearson. Yeah, like Chris Pearson, yeah. Yeah, and then he moved up to 160. Now I think he's coming back down to 154. But he got lost in the sauce. Uh, the other guys, you know, the big cruiserweight, Andrew Tabidi, what happened mm-hmm. to him? You know, he was got really active out. for a while. And then what happened to him? Um, you know, I, I would have said Tank. I would have said Tank. But he's been iced since, what, May? June? Yeah, May. Did, did he did he speak to you ladies about? I know he training. He, he always working out, staying in shape. Did he talk about any particular fights or any potentials coming up or anything in the works? It, no, not really. But in oh, let me make another good point. In that article on Fight Fight the other day, it mentioned ooh, there's a lot of noise there. It mentioned that they were setting up a fight for Tank in January and then a title shot. If you go to that article today, that's no longer in the article. So, right? Right. Well, that that has been removed. Okay. So Man, I, I don't think I'm to go check it out right now. <laughs> they removed <laughs> the part where it says he was going to fight in January, so I don't think he's fighting anytime soon. At this point, if they have that many issues and it's that personal, and look, I don't know if there's any coming back to that. If I was tanked, I'd be humiliated. Even if what Floyd said is true, as your promoter, why do you put that out there? Why are you putting my personal business about my mom and, and me sleeping right. on an air mattress? Why are you putting that out there? Yeah, that, that ain't right. You know, and, and if anything, I, I, I can understand 
if he wants to speak to him about that in a personal conversation, like, man, this situation isn't the best for you if you come to Vegas, but you're right. For personal business and they live in Canada out there. You know, he come from a rough neighborhood, a rough upbringing. I, you know, it's, it's tough, but, you know, Floyd, I, I look at Floyd like he was pretty much saved from all that. Floyd grew up in the so by the time he was a teenager, he was already professionally fighting. He already been to the Olympics. He was already moved to Vegas. You know, so it's like yeah. you got to respect everybody. You got to respect everybody's situation and for what they, you know, what they got to deal yeah. with. And I feel like he don't he don't want to feel like he's leaving the people who got him to where he at behind. And you know what? That's what he told me and Jay on Monday. He said, "Why would I leave the place that got me to where I am?" That's how he feels about it. And you know, not everybody can handle Vegas. Let's take you know, even like Jay Leon Love for example. He left Detroit, really good fighter, right? He left Detroit, he was rumbling, and he got to Vegas. And, you know, it's hard not to fall into that lifestyle, the party, the drinking, the strip clubs, the gambling. And then look what ended up happening with Jay Leon. So it's like it's really not everybody could be Floyd. Floyd went out there and he stayed focused. He kept rumbling. He kept winning. He became a superstar. But he didn't drink. He didn't do all that. So it's just uh, not everybody is cut from that cloth, especially not in this era. You know, exactly. where you could just move there and be all right with it. Yeah, there's a lot of distractions that happen just beyond that. Floyd grew up in an era, there was no social media. There wasn't all that when Floyd mm-hmm. was coming up. There was nothing to do. The distraction was you had to leave the house or watch TV or go to a movie. Now, just being on your phone is a distraction. Just yep. using the phone, period. It's just too many outside influences that are distracting these young guys. And then add on top of that, this is a flossy look at me era and you buying them cars and you buying them jewelry and you taking them places and they kicking it with other celebrities. Floyd wasn't doing all mm-hmm. that. Floyd was fighting. That's all he was. That's what he was there for. And I think that I can appreciate what he is doing and he wants to help these young guys, but he also has to take into consideration that you can't show them the promised land so quickly. You can give them glimpses mm-hmm. of it, but you can't allow them to partake in it. Right. Yeah. Right. So here's some word right. on the curb, Mello. I got some word on the curb, though, that uh, Shakur Stevenson, you know, everybody was really that he was going um, to sign with TMT. And just this week it came out that he might be signing with Jay Prince and Rock Nation because he mm-hmm. does not feel like he would fit in with TMT. And I'm like, yeah, I, I don't think he would fit in over there either. You know what I mean? So uh, that's the latest word. And, and especially with everything that came out, that kid's looking at them like, whoa, that's kind of crazy. Why would I sign with them? Right. Yeah. Smart move. Smart move. It, it, is, it is a smart move. I just think, you know, and plus you've got a lot of, like you said, you got a lot of guys that came and it's been an example. Guys had potential, but they either been inactive or they fell off. You know, when you mentioned Chris. Yep. Pearson. But I, I like to be the like you say. I don't know if they're just trying to trying to pace him out, you know, just to find you know a few more fights and then he'll go for a title at cruiserweight. But he don't. As you mentioned him, he's the only one I believe that can overcome all that because I could, I believe I see the focus in him and I think he's not the type of guy to get caught up in that like a bottle jack. Or if he did, he can get out of it. All right. Well, Melo, it's always a pleasure. It's always great to talk to knowledgeable Thank fans. We're going to put you back in the queue, and we're going to uh, get with you on Twitter tonight during the fight. Yes, you guys have a good night. All right, you too. Right. Enjoy the fight. We've got an unknown caller that's calling in from uh, somewhere, somehow. If you cuss us out, we're hanging up on you. 
Unknown caller, you are on with the morning show with RB and J. Who are we speaking with and where are you calling from? Somewhere, somehow. What's up, ladies? This is Blu-ray on Twitter. What's good with y'all? What's up? What's oh, up, Blu-ray? Blu-ray in the building. Yes. Yeah. Hey, yeah. listen, man. We got a lot to talk about today. I'm, I'm listening in. It's a lot going on. It is. But where where well, shall we begin? All right. So first things first, right? Um, I heard y'all talking about that uh, Pacquiao Bible study. Mm-hmm. Um, Jesse Vargas gonna need to attend that Bible study if he thinks he's gonna have any chance of winning tonight. Cause it's like Jesus gonna have to come back and put them put some gloves on for that win to come. Like there's no way whatsoever he's gonna win, right? Um, and I just think it's like a crazy, uh, like. Michael Coppinger likes to say putrid matchup. This is a putrid, putrid matchup right now. <laughs> it is just crazy how I don't see no slander. Like, I just feel like, you know, everyone knows this is a mismatch. I guess we're giving Vargas like a, you know, I guess everybody has a puncher's chance, but I don't really see what he's done to to make anyone feel like he has a chance. Maybe like, you know, he hurt Bradley in the last round. <laughs> but uh, like other than that, I don't really see why we think, you know, he has a a shot at like, Touching Pacquiao, to be honest. Well, I, I mean, think the only reason. Go ahead, Jay. No, I was like, hey, yeah, I had to pick somebody. At least Jesse had a belt. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I guess, but like I said, I just feel like you know, when Floyd picks somebody like Birdo, the slander's on a hundred trillion, and now I just don't see mm-hmm. any media slander. It just feels like, oh, like we know this is a bad matchup, but, uh, but <laughs> that's it. I'm just like, okay, is, it, is this cool? Like this is this is what we accept now. <laughs> <laughs> is this cool? Um, obviously, the matchup is underwhelming. Um, you know, Vargas was never, like, the most marketable guy anyway. He's always made fights look a little ugly. He always finds a way to win. I, I don't know if that'll happen tonight. But, yeah, there was just nothing really exciting, you know, about this matchup. And I think the most intriguing fight on the card is Donaire Magdaleno. I agree. I'm definitely looking forward to that one. Dude dyed his hair and all that, so I guess he, he he's ready. He ain't playing. New hairstyle. <laughs> new new hairdo. Who this? Exactly. exactly. Yeah. I feel him on that. Change his whole swag up. He's ready. All right. But listen, hey, what, so about about the Floyd thing though. I mean, I do feel like Floyd enabled you know his fighters. I feel like it's like that uh, yep. the rich parent that just had kids. Yep. The rich parent has just had kids, and he's just giving them everything, and they don't know how to appreciate it. So I feel like he's right. in that space right there, you know what I mean? But in the same yeah. token, I do feel like these guys are getting spoiled, man. Like, y'all got to do some shit before the money come. Like, you know, w- win something first. You know, really, this whole situation is just like Chavez Jr. and Chavez Sr., Chavez Jr. is a completely entitled kid who doesn't have to right. work hard. Your father's a legend. And when he starts acting out, instead of nipping it in the bud years ago and cutting off the the, the money strings, right. Chavez Sr. goes to social media and says, I can't control my son. Well, hell, right, your, son right. is a, your, your son is a grown-ass man now. You should have nipped that in the bud years ago. Now we're That's seeing think this is, this is not Floyd's, uh, Floyd's blood child but he's grooming these young guys and it's the same thing you can't give them everything and expect them to still have the same hunger a, hungry, right. a kid that's getting everything and being taken everywhere is not going to have that same hunger as that kid from the hood that got your eye in the first place. I mean that's true but I would think like 
these guys ain't even touched the belt yet. Like, so can y'all win All the right. belt before we start trying to get on Jets? And, like, I mean, I get it, but right. damn. Like, y'all didn't yep. even really win anything. And, like, when I heard Mickey Bay turned down a $200,000 fight, crazy. it's good for him that he got twenty that Like, that's good for you. Like, that's crazy. How you mm. – what have you done to even deserve that? Like, to me – you know what I'm saying? And so, then, and then with all the overspending he was doing, how you got a Bentley and you turning down a two hundred thousand dollar fight? Now right. I've read that he is suing Mayweather Promotions for wrongdoing oh, wow. and handling his career. Like, really, Mickey Bay? Because there was a yeah, time right? when he barely fought. I mean, they didn't they didn't make you lose to John John Molina. You know right. what I'm saying? Like, what's he suing them for? He's fought like five or six times under the Mayweather banner. All because right. of you. Yeah, I don't right. agree with that. But, he oh, speaking of John Molina, though, mm-hmm. and we going to keep – I just listened to y'all with Bud's train on there. But he – hey, listen, he knows mm-hmm. that he shouldn't be fighting Bud right now. We we know what's that, what that outcome looks like. Mm-hmm. That's kind what's of that a – um, that's, like? pu- that's a putrid matchup right there, too. <laughs> <laughs> but that's a, that's a putrid matchup. But, hey, listen, I like Bud. I've been following Bud since he had the dreads. Bud with the dreads, you know yeah. what I mean? So yep. he's a good dude. But <clears> – <throat> I just want to see, you know, I just want to see him step up because I know, you know, he got it. You know what I mean? But it's the real deal. And, so who um, does he step up to? If the guys with the belt aren't ready for his work, who does he right. step up to? You know what? Hey, and it's, I guess it's a weird thing because every we like to play the, you know, you got to deserve a fight. But I mm-hmm. like that Amiri mom was calling Bud out on Twitter the other day. I, I was feeling that. Man. You know, I know he mm-hmm. lost to Granados, you know what I'm saying, which he shouldn't mm-hmm. have. That was a stupid loss on his behalf. Um, I think his trainer McKinley kind of sucks, so he needs a new trainer. But um, <clears throat> I kind of li- I like that fight, man. I think you know, just I want to see Bud fight somebody that's you know young and hungry. Not to disrespect, I'm not disrespecting Bud at all. Like he's the man. Mm-hmm. He put po- like he served Postal up. Like I knew he was. You know what I mean? So I'm mm-hmm. not disrespecting him at all. But I just want to mm-hmm. see competitive fights. Like Molina is the slowest. I think I'm probably faster than him. Um, <laughs> he ain't, you know what I mean? Like, we, come on, we, we know what's up. We see, you know what I mean? Like, we, we know what's up. Broner, yeah. Broner, he couldn't even touch Broner, let alone Bud. He couldn't even, you know. Hey. Well, we will see what it is. Well, my man, Blu ray, sure. it is good to talk hey. to you. See, good I have been in full boxing mode in 48. I've been in full boxing mode for a whole oh. 24 hours. Yo, and I appreciate you for that. I'm with that. I like the boxing day. <laughs> I don't like UFC All right. J. All right. Well, I won't know UFC yeah. J this weekend. Probably sometime right, towards the sure. end of the year, you might get UFC J again. All right, man. So we're going to put you back right. in the queue, and we'll be with you on Twitter tonight. Keep holding it down, ladies. All, All right. right. Thank you. All right. Well, RB, we got about a whole two minutes left in the show. That's You know what? And that's good. We could wrap up. You know what I mean? We did this special edition, Big Fight Day today. Uh, remember that the event will be distributed by Top Rank Pay-Per-View. It starts at 9 p.m. Eastern time tonight. I think that there are still tickets available at the, ticket, at the uh, Thomas & Mack Center. So if you are out there and want to go, I, I, I think that they're pretty reasonable. Uh, I think that's it. Make sure you follow me and Jay. Visit badculture.net, ragingbabe.com. Thank you for making us part of your day. We will join you guys tonight on Twitter. Uh, we will be out there for Kovalev Ward. Me and Jay will have some more things to announce next week regarding that big Kovalev Ward weekend in Vegas. Uh, we're just trying to finalize a couple little things for you guys. So stay tuned. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for always being loyal, Jay. I think it's a wrap. We out. <laughs>